This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. This morning, we began to talk from Luke 15. The title of the message is, All Things Are Yours. And we looked from verse 11. I read Luke 15, 11, and it said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Give me the portion of goods that followed to me, and he divided unto them his living, or his estate, or their inheritance. And not, after, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took the journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a, a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. Verse 23, And bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it. Let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and he began to be merry. Now his elder brother, verse 25, was in the field. And he came and drew near to the house, and he had music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the father calf because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered, saying to his father, Lord, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at, the, at any time thy commandment. And yet thou hast never given me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son has come, was come, which had divided thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the father calf. And he said unto him, Son, Thou art with me, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. All things are yours this morning. Just for a little uh, of the background, these are two boys. Uh, the younger one was the one who started the whole thing. I want my inheritance. And the father shared his inheritance, gave them what belonged to them. They got their inheritance. But, you know, we have to read this story with a revelation of our redemption in Christ. Redemption has to be in view of what we are reading here. You know, traditionally, when you hear this being taught, you always think of the prodigal son. He was not ready. He got it. He messed up. Blah, 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 and, and all that. But there are so many other things. That, that is true that something was wrong with his heart. But there are so many other things I want you to look at in the light of redemption. First of all, note that both of them got their inheritance. It divided between two of them. And uh, if, if you follow the law in the Old Testament, the elder brother must have gotten a double portion, according to Deuteronomy 21, from verse 15 to 17. That was something that the law gave them. But thank God that Jesus is our, is our elder brother. He's gotten all the double portion for us now. Amen. So... It wasn't like the father didn't give him what he deserved. He got what he deserved. But when his brother went and wasted everything, and the father said, father was not celebrating the wastage. He was just happy to have his son back. Hallelujah. One of the things you need to understand is that heaven will never deny you 
anything Jesus has paid for. Can somebody say that with me? Heaven will never deny you anything Jesus has paid for. Now, if you look at that story, now and again, though he's giving us a natural story, he will say something like, the boy said, Father, I have sinned against heaven. I believe two times in that story. I'm no more worried to be called. I'll go to my father and say, I've sinned against heaven. He came to his father and said, Father, I've sinned against heaven. So constantly, the Lord Jesus is trying to show us something about our heavenly father in this story. It's not just, you know, uh, you know, the boy was lost and came back. Something about the heart of God. So heaven will never deny you what Jesus has paid for, or heaven will never deny you your inheritance. Child of God, you have an inheritance in Christ this morning. I say you have an inheritance in Christ this morning. Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. In whom, Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. In whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him whom worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Colossians 1.12 Giving thanks unto the Father which had made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Romans 8.17 And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. So it is not a problem for God to give you what Jesus has provided. And this morning, some people go with this kind of thinking, when I mature more, I will get healed. There's nothing like that. Healing is yours now. Deliverance is yours now. Favor is not yours now. Prosperity is yours now. The Bible says a will is of no effect until the death of the testator. If a one-year-old child is named in a will and a 40-year-old man is named in a will, that child will get his own as much as a 40-year-old man. It was not the inheritance that destroyed that boy. It was the condition of his heart that destroyed him. Hallelujah to Jesus. I need to get to other things in this service, but let me remind you again that what heaven has given you, righteousness is our inheritance. It's one of the things that Jesus got for us. You don't need to grow to become righteous. You are the righteousness of God now in Christ. Hello? Amen. However, maturing in Christ will help you handle it better. But there are so many good people like the senior brother who are waiting for God and God is waiting for them. Hallelujah. They don't use dollars in heaven. They don't use naira in heaven. They don't use pound sterling in heaven. They don't need jobs in heaven. Amen. We are not even going to get married in heaven. When we get to heaven, we say we'll be like the angels. You will not need marriage. Hallelujah. So, heaven is another thing. When we get there, all this wala is not there. So, it is here you need the material blessing. It is here you need the favor. Amen. So, a one-year-old boy who has inherited a house, you can't take it from him. It's his own by right. And one, that's one of the neat things in this story that I like. And father, it's inheritance. I put it in your name. Child of God, stop crying over what God has already given you. Eh, father, eh, father, don't be able to, I've been with you all this while. Yes, but I gave you double portion. I gave you your inheritance. You didn't kill this for me, you didn't kill that for me, but I already gave you. May God help us. There are some things we pray to God, God will just say, this speaking, what will we do now? Your husband comes and says, for Christmas, this is a tear leather car. The amen was, the amen was sporadic. It was a sporadic amen. In this season, your inheritance does not know season. By his stripes you are healed. Does not, it doesn't matter if they have something worse than COVID. Healing and health is still your portion as a child of God. You see, if we are not careful, we can begin to shift our mind because of what we are seeing. We are all living here now. Evil things are happening. Today, violence. Next tomorrow, that, does that change the covenant of protection? No, I'm asking you. Does it change your covenant of protection? Some people cannot travel again now. They just sit in one place. So if we come out of their houses, this fear. If the blood of Jesus blotted out your sin, 
it also redeems your life from destruction. Maybe you're a baby Christian or you're a mature Christian. It is the same blood that did it for everybody. In fact, those baby Christians that don't have too much sense knowledge, it even works for them faster. Is it true? Is it true? I remember a man of God was sharing a testimony of a woman in a wheelchair. He said, he told the woman, do you know you're already healed? The woman said, how can I be healed? I'm in a wheelchair now. And he gave her the Bible and said, 2,000 years ago, what happened? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace upon him by his stripes. It already happened. Said, Is it true? He said, okay, lift your hand and start thanking God. The woman just lifted her hand and started thanking God. He said, if it's really true, then I need to get out of this chair now. She started moving her legs and the power of God hit her and she was healed. She could have sat there and said, okay, when I'm more righteous... You cannot earn what grace has given. You cannot earn what grace has given. You need to make a mental shift. Because sometimes we are fighting so hard to earn what grace has given. It was after I prayed for, for, for with fasting, dry. And the way they were called it, dry. <laughs> I did fasting, dry. Pastor, I did dry seven days. So it was your fasting that did it. Not the wounds of Jesus. Now I believe in fasting. I fast every week. Eh? This church, we're always fasting. Because of you, not for ourselves, we're always fasting for you. I'm praying for the weak ones and for the baby Christians. Are you guys what I'm trying to tell you? But my fasting is not what it makes me better prepared to receive. That's what it does. But it cannot replace what Jesus did on the cross. If righteousness comes by the law, the Bible says, then Jesus died in vain. What righteousness did Rahab have in her life to prevent her house from going down? She was a sex worker. People knew her. Karwanchi Netanai. Official Karwanchi. And she hung the thing by her window. That represented Christ. When the devil saw that this thing that this girl hung, it looks like Jesus. The devil said, We cannot destroy that house. Karwanchi, professional harlot. What was her righteousness that delivered? In fact, the Bible says, Our entire extended family, our uncles, our he gathered everybody, said, Just stay here. We have been told to hang something here. If a harlot under the old covenant, can enjoy the blessing of protection. Why will you, under the new covenant, not with the shadow and type, why should you not enjoy the protection of God? That's what I want to ask you. A harlot! She can enjoy the protection of God by the, that court. Why will you not enjoy the protection of God? I want to declare, we shall enjoy the protection of God. I said I want to declare we shall enjoy the protection of God. We are going to enter 2023 with shouting of grace in the name of Jesus. It is well with you in Jesus' name. Do you understand what I'm saying now? What did, what did she do? She just put her faith in it. Jesus has not yet died though. They say he's coming. Ordinary, he's coming. That's all. So, put that at the back of your mind. So, our inheritance is guaranteed. Now, let's move a little quicker. Um, if our inheritance is guaranteed, what was the problem? Was it the inheritance that destroyed this boy? It wasn't the inheritance that destroyed him. Keep your spiritual connection in this time of prosperity. Keep what? Your spiritual connection in the time of prosperity. Proverbs 132. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favored my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let God be magnified which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God has no problem blessing you. He has no problem making you wealthy. Money is the lowest form of power. 
Do you hear what I said? Money is the lowest form of power. Because if you have billions in your account and you have an incurable leukemia, cancer, is that money going to help you? You will die and leave it behind. Money is one thing you can't take anywhere. When you see somebody die, even if you bury it with money, well done. Those people will go there <laughs> and take all the money. They will take all the money. You can't take it to heaven. He said, one man, I don't know if he's a Nigerian, but it's a story I had. He said, he got permission from God that he wants to bring his riches to heaven. So the angel said, okay, let him bring. He said, he brought a lot of gold. Gold, very serious gold to heaven. When he reached the gate, the angel said, what do you carry? What are you bringing here? He said, this is coltar you just brought. This is what we use for coltar here. And it's even poor quality. So just lay up treasures for yourself in heaven where moth and rot does not corrupt. There's a treasure we still have there that we have not entered yet. Oh. We have not entered that one yet. So if you're having problem with God blessing you when you reach heaven, you will faint. You're having problem with just one small jewelry where one person wear. <laughs> when you reach heaven, we're going to be walking on the team. We'll be playing with them. Children will be rolling on the floor with jewelry. God is not against you having money. He's against money having you. You see, like I said earlier today, it is... How many of you, when you are in trouble, you pray? Nobody needs to wake you up. Even sometimes trouble will wake you up. House rent can wake somebody up at 2 a.m. and say, landlord is coming in the morning. School fees can wake you up. Problem with your boss in the office can wake you up. The man is saying, if you don't do what I want, I won't promote. It can wake you up. Are you following what I'm saying? So you need more discipline when you are prospering. You don't have trouble praying when you're in trouble. Hallelujah. You don't have trouble praying when you're in trouble. So this boy, his heart... Just like Lot. Lot was prospering under his uncle, and then there was a little problem. Uncle said, choose. He even chose before the uncle, and started moving towards Sodom. You see, the, the, you see, let me tell you something. There's a radar of spiritual influence that God creates for all of us. Hmm? Like when you drop a stone in a pool of water, you see the ripple. God has put you somewhere in this church so that it can be a radio of positive influence. Like when Pastor Yinka Ojo was preaching the other day here, he said, see, there are some things that, even if he wants to do, we ask him, he said, if Reverend Bolanta should hear of this, that is the blessing of the church. That when you have, when you want to have your one minute of madness, you know one minute of madness, when you are behaving like an unbeliever, infidel, you say, ah, if Gio should hear, if Pastor Joel, if Mommy T should hear about this, where will I put my head? If you are going to a church where you don't care, if you say they will tell your pastor, say, tell him now, you are, in a, you are backsliding yourself. <laughs> because it just means you are in a club. It's not that your pastor is God, but you see, the boy, the more he moved out, we say he went to a far country. Money, if money makes you to go far, from God, you eat with pigs eventually. Money should make you to be humble and be saying, it's not by power. It's not by might. By my spirit. Yoruba say, there's a proverb, I don't know how to say it in English. Hey! English, 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 English. Except I say, he said, what go go for le? That means God gave glory to a lazy man. I don't know if it's, I don't even know if it sounds right. Or to the weak. No, it's not money, Miss Lord. It means a person will no get the ability God give him. He dash him something where he no fit do by own power. That means God does something for you. No, say, no be me do him. It's like the story I had. One man, very rich man, he said he had a swimming pool filled with crocodile. 
He said, any man who can run through this will be put to the other side will marry his daughter and inherit his wealth. So a lot of guys will come to the man's house, look at the crocodile, ah, yeah, they will go, they will go. <laughs> so one day, when they were walking around the pool, the man just said, quack, 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 quack. somebody ran to the other side. The man said, hey, who did that? Who did that? <laughs> when they called the guy, the guy said, I don't know who pushed me. <laughs> Can that guy, can that guy ever be proud? He got the well to, he married the fine girl, but he cannot say, eh, I'm a boy. I don't know who pushed me. <laughs> that is how it should be for a child of God. It is grace that pushed me. Say, grace brought me thus far, and grace will lead me home. That's a song like that, isn't it? Say, grace brought me thus far. And grace will lead me home. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you now? So it was not the wealth. The problem with that guy, he was going far. But something you didn't work for, your father gave you. Why do you want to run away from your father? One small prosperity make you say, ah, the Sunday is when I watch, when I rest. I take my vitamin, I cross my leg, I go to gym on Sunday. <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, we don't have time. We can't, I, I can't be praying like that. Must we shout like that when we pray? Let me see some people. If they put guns to your head, would you say, Jesus? But now you are so comfortable. You say, well, well, let's just take it easy, you know. Find another church to go. Here we shall shout Jesus, oh, because we don't have any other thing. We shall pray and fast, oh, because we don't have any other thing. He said, you have put your mind on another thing to help you. You. The Lord says, no more crying. All that your secret crying, go and stop it. You hear me? Go and stop that your secret crying. Because God has answered your prayer. And when your destiny helper comes, will not judge you. So take that word and run with it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Okay. So. Of course, if you are not mature, they should give you two tongues, governor, to guide you, according to Galatians 4, 1 and 2. If, if God knows, say, this boy will run wild if we bless him. Then there will be somebody telling you, don't go out, sit down, stand up. But if you stay close to God, your prosperity will not destroy you in Jesus' name. Now, let's go to another thought real quick. Verse 17. And he came to himself and said, how many hired servants of my father's I've bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, I have sinned against heaven. When he mentioned heaven twice in that passage, you can see what he means. Knowing the father's heart of compassion and the power of the blood, we open the door to enjoying heavenly mercy and generosity. Knowing the father's heart of compassion and the power of the blood, will open the door to enjoying heaven's mercy and generosity. Romans 3.25. Let's read that. Amplified probably says it better. If you can find Amplified, put it up. Uh, Romans 3.25. Uh, it said, KJV says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation or mercy seat through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. The word remission means cancellation of penalty, removal of guilt, or no charge, no debt to be paid. So whom God has set forth to be, talking about Jesus, to be a mercy seat for the remission of our sins. Now, the prodigal son came to himself. You know, sin will always take you further than you really want to go. A boy that left with a lot of things was now stranded with nothing. He even wanted to eat pig food. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. But there was a revelation. There's something that struck him. Even servants in his father's house, they don't lack food. They don't lack food. 
He said, even if his father would not take him as a son, if his father would take him as a servant, he said, things cannot be as bad as this. So I want to tell you, if people that are eating crumbs from the table of Jesus could get healing, like that Seraphonician woman said, he said, even, even, even dogs, they take crumbs from the master's table. If if crumbs, koyoyo, you know koyoyo, when you fry a kara, that, those small, small ones, if it was enough to heal people, then you as a child of God, he said, healing is the bread of the children, not the crumbs of the children. I want to say healing, prosperity, favor, protection is your bread this morning in Jesus' name. The boss said, even if I go home, I can't be like this. I want to say to everybody struggling with one thing or the other in your life, the bread that Jesus has provided will bring deliverance to your family in the name of Jesus. The bread that Jesus has provided will bring healing to your family in the name of Jesus. The bread that Jesus has provided will satisfy the hunger in your house in the name of Jesus. The bread that Jesus has provided will bring you the protection you need in your family in the name of Jesus. Haba, if servants can be filled, why not you? A son in the house. Some of you need to talk to God like that. Say, Daddy, I'm your child. I'm a joint heir. Kings are not supposed to be broke. And princes are not supposed to be broke. Remind God once in a while in prayer. And remind the devil. You say you are broke. Say, devil, you are just joking. <laughs> the, the account in heaven says I'm very rich this morning. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? So that revelation. Now, in the Old Testament... In the, in the Holy of Holies, there was only one piece of furniture. That's the ark. It was a box. It had ten commandments they could not keep. It had Aaron's rod that budded. When they argued about who was the leader, it had manna when they grumbled against God. Everything in that box was a revelation of the failure of man to keep the law of God. But on top of it, there was a cover or a lid where the cherubims were carved. And the high priest would come in just once a year, pour blood there. Once he pours blood there, the propitiation in Romans 3.25, or the mercy seat is called, the presence of God will come. God will accept that blood. All of them will be healed if they needed healing. All of them will be blessed if they needed blessing. They will not miscarry their babies. Things will work for them. It was a shadow of Jesus to come. And Jesus has come now. And because he has come now, I want to say no matter how dark this country gets, no matter how dark the world gets, mercy, mercy is calling your name. Mercy, mercy is calling your name. Mercy, mercy is calling the name of your children. Mercy, mercy is calling your destiny. Mercy, mercy is calling my name. Mercy, mercy is calling the name of my children. Mercy, mercy is calling my destiny. If you believe that, wave your hand and give him a shout in the house of God. You sit for a bit. You see, you, see, you see, because when I read this story from a redemptive standpoint, the father ran to him. That means every day the father was thinking about the boy. Which means every day God is thinking about you. He said, the Lord has been mindful of us. He's thinking about this boy every day. Say, What's happening to him? What's happening to him? What's happening to him? Where's the boy? Old men don't run. But that man saw the boy afar off. He ran towards him. I wanted to picture God running towards you to embrace you this morning. He ran towards the boy. Because Jesus is your mercy seat. And because Jesus is your mercy seat, the Father will run towards you. Now listen. Let me add something before I get to the final thoughts. Or the final thoughts. Praise God. So please, maybe you've made one mistake in your life or the other. You know, something didn't go well. You made one mistake or the other in your life. Don't let Satan finish you. Don't let Satan keep telling you, ah, you, you cannot make it again. It's finished, oh. Nothing good can happen. That's a lie. Because if the blood of Jesus was not enough, nothing else can be enough. All right. Now, 
Go with me now to verse 29 of Luke 15. And he answering said to his father, Lo, this many years do I serve thee. This guy is a nice guy. He's serving faithfully in the house of God, in his father's house. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandments. Very loyal, very obedient. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son, he didn't even call him his brother again, <laughs> which had devoured thy living with harlots. He was not there. How did he know that? Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said to him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. <laughs> the elder brother syndrome seeks to earn what grace has provided. The elder brother syndrome seems to what? Seeks to what? Earn. He said, look, I've been with you. I've never broken your commandment. I've done what you asked me to do. You know, being a good person or a good Christian and working your inheritance is not the same thing. The father said, I've given you your inheritance. You never one day made a demand for it. I remember a man of God, I shared a testimony. He said his, son, his daughter had 40 ugly growths in her body. He said he was praying about it. Then one day Jesus appeared to him and said, what are you going to do about those ugly growths on your daughter's body? He said, ah, what are you talking about? I've been praying to you to do something. You know, many times we are telling God, you have not done anything. And God is saying, I'm also waiting for you to do something. I fancy a, a traffic warden standing on the road and cars are coming and you're in uniform. Have you? But you will not raise your hand to stop them. Anybody's fault? There are certain things in our lives that God is expecting us because of our inheritance and our positional sitting to do something about. And you know what? It starts with your mouth. Your redemption is voice activated. I say your redemption is what? Voice activated. There are certain doors, glass doors. When you get close to them, what happens? They will open. But if you stay far away from them, what will happen? Nothing will happen. Many of us are waiting for God to bring something to us. God said, I'm also waiting for you to move in the direction of what you want. You have a good result. But you never apply to any school. You will wait for a long time. You've graduated, but you never apply for any job. You'll wait for a long time. You want to do business, but you are waiting for big capital. You'll wait for a long time. You have to give God that five loaves and two fishes, then he will multiply it. Is there an amen somewhere? God cannot bless nothing. A lot of people are pre they are giving God nothing to work with. Nothing. Oh, but I'm praying, but I'm praying. This one is too small for me. This one is not good enough for me. Well, you're going to wait a long time. Okay. Now look at something here. <clears throat> so don't seek to earn what heaven has already provided for you. Don't seek. It's good to work hard. It's good to live holy. It's good to do all those things. But that will not give you what Jesus paid for. You have to make a faith demand on it. I will show you that in a bit. Now, look at verse, um, let's go back to verse 22 now. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Somebody said the best. Can you say the best? It didn't say fairly used. It didn't say tokumbo. Tokumbo means fairly used. And put it on him. Put it on him. And put a ring on his hand. And shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. James 1.7 says, Every good and every perfect gift, James 1.17, is from above, cometh down from the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, 
The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself what? Strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are upright towards him. God's gifts are a reflection of his redemptive program for your life. Someone say with me, God's gifts are a reflection of his redemptive program for my life. You know, he gave him the robe of righteousness, the ring of covenant, and the shoes of holiness. Amen? He said, bring him shoes. Shoes is about your walk with God. Listen to me. Men may judge you by your past, but God will judge you by your destiny. They may judge you by your past. Say, this one, this one, this one. God said, ah, the boy ate with pigs. It stands for unrighteousness. That, that, was a, that was symptomatic of his entire life. And the father said, give him a robe of righteousness. I want to say Jesus is your righteousness today. You are wearing Jesus' garments this morning, this today. And when you have his garment, nobody can accuse you of something that happened in your past. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's the voice that keeps saying to you, but you did this, but you did this, you don't qualify. When he says you don't qualify, he says, Jesus qualified me. Can somebody say, Jesus qualified me? Can somebody say, Jesus qualified me? The robe of righteousness. The ring is for marriage. It's a sign of covenant. Put a ring on his hand. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. So what I'm saying is that God's, God's redemptive plan, everything that can happen in our lives, God looks at us from a redemptive angle. I can see where I'm taking you. You may have failed an exam, but I can see you as a doctor. I see you as a professor. You may have stumbled along the way, but I see you as an entrepreneur. You might have made certain mistakes in your life. I see you as a mother of children. This might have happened, that might have happened, but you're going to be successful in your tomorrow. That's how God looks at us. That's how I choose to look at people. That's why Paul said, henceforth, I know no man after the flesh. If I Paul himself said, in him, said Paul, dwelleth nothing good. So I don't want to know what your flesh did. I, I want to know where your spirit is taking you. Your spirit is taking you to a good place. It's bringing you to a wealthy place. Is there an amen somewhere in the house of God? He said, rejoice not over me, my enemy. If I fall, what will I do? I shall arise. For where there's a casting down, you shall say, there's a lifting up. Don't join the naysayers. The people that always want to remind you, the woman with the issue of blood had a name, but we don't know her name. Because the affliction in your life can change your identity. Is that, not that, is that Moabitish girl? They didn't even know the name of that girl, Ruth. You know that girl? But, you see, when, but God was looking at Ruth from a different angle. He was seeing that woman in the lineage of Jesus Christ. It is well with you in Jesus' name. So even those gifts, even those things that the Father did were a proclamation of the redemptive destiny of that prodigal son. Okay, all things are yours. All things are ready. The elder brother syndrome puts a limit on God's mercy and generosity. The elder brother syndrome puts a limit on God's mercy and generosity. Psalm 25 verse 6 Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. Psalm 145, 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Your heavenly Father wants you to make a demand on your inheritance. Can somebody say with me, my heavenly father wants me to do what? Make a demand on my inheritance. And that's where we are going today. He said all things are yours. May I remind us that in Genesis 1, 26 to 28 and Genesis 2, 15, God told man, I've given you dominion. Keep the garden, dress it. Hallelujah. Praigwe, I missed you last Sunday. Where's you? Do you have your house key there? Or your khaki? 
You didn't come with motor today. It's with, it's with your wife. Borrow that one. Bring it. I hope it's your house key. Let's pretend it's a house key. You never build. You will soon build. This guy is it's a bit tough. <laughs> we declare it over you in Jesus' name. You know, I went to one church in Goningora there the other day. Pastor Joy were with me. And I prophesied over a guy. I said, God said, go and build. He looked at me and said, I don't have land. I said, did I ask you if you have land? I said, God said, you should go and build that. I said, Pastor. He said, ah, I just left him there. I left him there. After I gave him, I said, look for land, buy block, force yourself. <laughs> so he started like play, like play. He sold that thing for 30 million the other day. He's checked out of Nigeria now. When you are checking out, make sure it's God checking you out, sure. I didn't say that one was wrong. I'm just making... Uh, you just want stand up now. <laughs> Move back a bit. So I'm throwing you your house key. Move back. Where, where? Is it two bedroom, three bedroom? Four? Anyway, I throw you the... Ah, no, no, bring it back. Something is on that key that... It is a rope. Okay. Let's say I threw you this house key. You stay there. And I left you there. And you are still following me. I've thrown you the house key. All things are yours. Give me again. Let's try. This is how many of us are behaving now. Stand like this. Heavenly Father, I need a house. I need a job. I need this. It's already your inheritance. Everybody says, then you are still following me, saying, help me. Bring the key again. Stand there. I need a husband. I need children. I need promotion in my office. I want my family saved. I want to travel. Baba protect me. Baba do this for me. Baba, I want need this. I need visa. I need the shop. And I, I'm going. He's prayer fasting. He's begging me. <laughs> I've given him the key. He's still begging me. I've given you the key now. I have given you your inheritance. I have given you your... Most of our prayer meetings, that's what we are doing. I have given you your inheritance. I have given you your inheritance. He said, Father, help me. Father, help me. Baba, move. <laughs> Clap for him. is a good spot. So what do we want to do this morning? We want to make a demand. If the key is in your hand, your husband said, take key, tear leather. And you are still following the man. The man will just say, so, some of the angels are tired. <laughs> when they come to our prayer meeting, they say, they'll just be looking at, some of them are even bored. Some of the angels God sent to you, if God were to show you in the spirit, they're just like this. <laughs> this boy, there's nothing to do. <laughs> He's always begging father. Always begging father. And just say, we are bored. This boy just... This girl, every time I cry, 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 cry. Adam made a mistake in that garden. In Genesis 1, maybe 27 or so, he said, or 26, he said, I've given you dominion over every creeping thing. The devil came as a creeping thing, like a snake. All the man had to do is that, devil, leave my wife alone. You creeping thing, God said, I have dominion. Leave my garden. Was God sleeping when they were uh, tempting Abraham, Adam? Did God not know Satan entered that garden? Why didn't the thing that God created the whole Adam's sin destroyed even things in the in, in, in the second heaven? It was so serious. It, it was it was treason against God. But you know God didn't do anything for Adam. If you feel like giving your right away. Like John Opposio said, he said, even if you want to go to hell, God will protect your right to go to hell. He's right. Now, people want to go, God say, you want to go to hell? Okay. So God was watching Adam. He said, I gave you dominion, I gave you inheritance, but if you like, be justing with Satan. The Bible says Adam was not even tempted. Adam knew the right thing. 
Adam was, was weak. Anything you want to do, honey? Honey? You like it? You like Honey, babe. <laughs> you babed yourself into losing your inheritance. <laughs> Some of you women, you like men that just doing babe, day and night, babe. Even when they are supposed to stand up and tell you, shut your mouth up and be, and be a woman of God. Why are you talking? There's a time for firmness. Love must be tough. Once your husband said no one time, I won't talk to you. You are a child. You'll be small picking. Some of you are looking at me. You brought yourself to this church. I didn't bring you. So Adam was emotional as far as I'm concerned. God said, creeping, and you saw the creeping thing. But another person said, and her husband with her. Adam was with her, looking at the whole thing. He didn't take authority. God giving dominion. He begging God. So this morning, Hebrews 1.14, I believe, says, Are the angels not all ministering spirits sent forth toward minister for us? Do you know the angels are following? Do you know you have an angel? You have an angel. Mama, you have an angel. Maleka, Maleku, there are plenty. Because you, you grew up, does not mean your angel left you. As you are seated here, there's an angel just behind you. It's your bodyguard. Even the government of Nigeria cannot afford an angel. Because they are spirits. Angels are spirits. They can be here now. Fear! They can appear in heaven and be back in one split second. So our angels are here this morning. So you have dominion this morning over the angelic realm, over what God has given you, your inheritance, you have dominion. You know why they will say do thumbprint? Because your thumbprint is unique to you. The angels know who is a child of God and who is not a child of God. So when a child of God starts speaking, it's as if Jesus is speaking. This morning, sir and ma, young people, brothers and sisters in the Lord, you will speak to something in your life. You, not your pastor, you, you with your own mouth, you will speak to something in your life. You will tell that house to be roofed. You will tell that land to appear. You will tell that your husband in the spirit, your life partner, to appear. You say, angel, go and make this man manifest. Make this new job manifest. Make the money I need manifest. Do you know angel can move file? They say they didn't see your file. Your file will just appear in the same office. Angel will go and find where it is. So let's make a demand this morning. Why don't you stand together with me? Let's make a demand this morning. Baba will never reject what Jesus paid for. Growing up will help you to walk in it better. But if you stay connected with the Father, you will not miss your way. So I don't know what it is. It's different for everybody. But I will lead us in a general confession and you can fill in the, the space yourself. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I am grateful that when you raised up Jesus Christ, you raised me up together with him. And I am seated with you in him at your right hand. Father, I thank you that I'm seated at the right hand of dominion over everything you have made. I'm seated at the right hand of dominion over the works of the enemy. Therefore, in the name of Jesus this morning, I decree and I declare that every need in my life, every financial need, every need in my business, every need in my family, every need in my office, they are met. Even my wants are covered. I declare that every financial deadline that you have intervened already, I therefore now in the name of the Lord Jesus, release the ministry of angels. Angels, go for me. Do what I cannot do. Cause the doors to be open. This is my year of the open door. 
This is my year of the open door. This is my year of acceleration. This is my year of compensation. I call for healing. I call for health. Every yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. Now lift your hand and thank him. And if you have specific figures or specific things, you go and go ahead and just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your angels cause this to come. Just be specific. Father, in Jesus' name, let your angels, angels, cause this to manifest for me. There must be a distinction between us and, and those who don't know him. Oh, through you, the fragrance of God will be made known. Favor will come in a way you didn't know it. Increase will come in a way you didn't know it. Prosperity will come in a way you didn't know it. Lifting will come in a way you didn't know it. In the name of Jesus. Be specific now. Father, in Jesus' name, I release your angels to go for me. Go for me in this area. Cause that money to be paid. Cause that door to be opened. Cause this money to come. Angels will work in your finances. They will make things happen that you thought was impossible. As I close this, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you are online, you are watching us, or you are here in service this morning, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are and pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, can we say that together? Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ died for my sins. He was raised up again for my freedom. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and make me a new person. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. According to your word, I am born again. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.